When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sissoko finally waited. Ericsson low. Great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez. Lucas Moura. And belted into the net. Brilliant goal. On debut, Tunge Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! First time here to Son. Kane, good area for Spurs. And Kane's not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane. That is exceptional. Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terra in the Burnley back line, and Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run. Yemin Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another new Spurs order stream and podcast under the Touchline Fracker banner. We are the new Spurs order, and I'll be your host today, X-Pac, and uh, I'll be joined today by... Uh, Firstly up, Kevin Niash. How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm good, man. Uh, I was waiting for you to say the name because, you know, it's, 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 it still tickles me. Pause. But uh, yeah, man, I'm good. I'm good. Busy as yeah, always, I went but... to I went to pause before introducing you and then I remembered what was said just before we went live. So I just thought I'd continue the theme <laughs> as we are. And uh, we'll rate the goatee later, maybe. Um, it's higher than 7.7, doing... 7, that's for sure. No, 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 won't disagree. Don't disagree. Uh, Scott Hall, how you doing? Hey, man. Uh, It's a good time. You know, uh, recently I've been in good spirits because we're signing people and uh, people are potentially getting sacked off. Uh, So I've uh, decided to channel all my energy now for the remainder of this transfer window and the entirety of the next season in getting rid of Hoisin. He's next on my agenda list. And by hook or by crook, I will get rid of that guy once and for all. And I will say to people that, yes, he is at the bottom of the stairs. That has not changed. There's no longer a need for him to come on down. It's just time to get him out of the stadium. 
Bendy. Oh, Fair enough. There's a word from uh, old Hoisin sourcing from the training, which um, might touch upon before we talk about the preseason game. May not. Uh, but we've got a special guest. We've got a macho man from Chessie Hour. How you doing, man? For anyone missing the added context, um, today yeah. I've been. I've been slandered religiously. They're calling me a cobham sexual out here. You know, there's there's, <laughs> there's evidence of me prior to the recent signings we made saying, you know, Conor Gallagher would be a good signing. And, you know, I, I just appreciate good young footballers and they just happen to train at Cobham and I get slandered for it. But, you know, here's what it is, man. Well done. One. And uh, I quietly agree with quite a lot of uh, what's said about some of these talents. But you just got you man. Let's be frank on myself, bro. One hundred percent. He 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 can't get pammed anymore, man. Yeah, <laughs> he's steering into the skid today in the group chat, though. I respect it. I had to do what I had to do, man. You get me. But now nah, it's good. Good time to be a Spurs fan, man. Let's get into it. Exactly, man. And um, it was announced today that um, obviously the suspense is over. It hasn't been like official from the club, but it's been finally seemingly confirmed by a bunch of outlets that um, Diaz Spence has been and looks to be our sixth signing. I feel like I've said this like the last two or three pods I've been on, but alas, the fee's finally been agreed. A lot of people were saying, you know, Levy was holding up the deal. Um, I was under the impression we were kind of just holding out for a better option, but we've uh, settled it at 12.5 million up front with it looking to be 20 million in add-ons. Um, firstly, is that a good signing? And secondly, are we going to give Levy credit for that? That's open to the floor. I think, that's, um, I think I'll, I'll answer the first bit a little bit and I would love Sai to answer the second bit. Um I think it is a really good signing for a plethora of reasons. Obviously, our, our homegrown quota is having an effect on some of the, the players we can look at. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I feel like, you know, the Brexit in me does like a little bit of, you know, um, red, red cross on the, on the white flag in the team. Um, you know, there was that time frame where there was quite a few Spurs players in the England lineup when we when we had Carl Walker, it did make it very easy for people to call the England team Spursy. But that was something that was, I took a little bit of pride in seeing a lot of um, Tottenham players in the in the lineup. Um, I think with Jed Spence, it's I like how we got in there. I, not that it's been done. Well, I mean, it's early. It's done early by our standards, I suppose. Um, it has been like it's weird that this feels like a dragged out transfer saga. I feel like that. I feel like it's a, a reflection of how I don't know if "spoiled" is the right word in recent times. Um, but then you know we're we're we've been living off crumbs the last couple of transfer windows. Um, but to spend to spend himself just really quickly. Um, first game I saw him was the Arsenal game, I believe, for for um, Forest, and he was very good, very very good. Um, he wasn't amazing in the playoff final, but you know. Football Twitter likes to do this thing where you can't be a good player if you don't drop a 9.5 out of 10 every single game. So, you know, lots to develop with him. Um, I think athletically, he's very, very good. I wouldn't say he's Carl Walker rapid, but, you know, I don't think he's going to get done for speed by 99% of um, wingers in the league. I think when he eventually earns his start, I'd love to see what he's like against Zaha. I think that'd be a really, really interesting matchup because Emerson... 
I've still not forgotten Emerson's first game against uh, Willy Zaha. Um, going forward, he's probably got a little bit to work on delivery-wise, but I, he's he's got time. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not overly concerned about his deficiencies because what footballer doesn't have deficiencies? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And um, obviously excited about that talent. And obviously there was a lot of talk, um, just expanding again on that second question. I asked of um, Levy being the one to to hold up the deal. Was there um, something coming from you, Si, or should uh, I try not yeah, to be famous? No, I think I think uh, the, the indicator that it was probably Levy involved in it was the fact that the Carl Walker-Peters story came out a couple of days ago about him potentially having a buyback clause. And that sounded very Levy-esque. Play a bit of chicken, no pun intended with the chicken on the shirt. But but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it's done. And I do think there's probably some truth in, in Levy probably scoping out what's going on elsewhere in terms of a lot of continental talent getting brought in and saying, ah, oh, I'll take this one. Get the young English boy in. Uh, he does love a lighty as well. So it adds some <laughs> fuel to the fire. So... Yeah, man. Um, credit where it's due in it. When 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 you sign a player and the fee isn't massive, you deserve some credit. We're paying for potential ultimately. So yeah, let's see how he gets on. And giving him no credit. <laughs> ban him. Bad guys back. Yeah, ban him. I ain't Why? got time for all this credit stuff to be given him because my whole thing is this ain't the first time my man's done this nonsense. Yeah. Now People will be like, oh, 12.5, it's good business. I hear you, I hear you, brother. But leave it, can go somewhere. Yeah? No, no, seriously. Yeah? You can go do one. Because my whole thing is this. Paratici came in and said, look, I heard Conte is going to bounce, in it? If he don't get four man before July, Paratici made it happen. Evie was like, don't worry, I'll run point on Spence. Small little 20 mil, you know. Small little... Tw- but it's, it's not like we're broke. Small little 20 mil. Man want to go and do... Listen, I'll give you, man, 10 million, two vouchers to chicken and a Guns N' Roses T-shirt. Man said, man said I, I give you good price. I give you good price. I give you good, good price. <laughs> That's what my man was doing for small 20 million. Listen... This better be the only transfer of this window that Levy runs point on. Because if I hear he's running point on others, now that I'm back in the stadium, you go see me. You go see me at kickoff. And it's going to be hella violent, considering my past (laughs) record, which I won't speak on. Redacted, redacted. Take that back. Allegedly. Allegedly, indeed, but no, I'm not giving him no credit. I'm just happy that this saga, which, like Ohio said, seems a bit drawn out, which is weird because we're only in barely in the middle of July, um, has taken quite a while. But this will be what our fifth, sixth signing, fifth, six, six. So, so technically, you know, we're still doing business, and from what I'm hearing could be two or three more exactly um and yeah not to be shameless uh, just to summarize on it i guess um like i'm obviously credit where it's due on 
the fee on Levy's part, but ideally, I was saying on other part, I think it might have been like two weeks ago that I, ideally we want someone like if we're going to get Spence in and we're serious about him, then get him in before, um, get him in before the tour so he can get in with the team as soon as possible and bring him up to the quality we need him to be because of his lack of experience at the top, top level. So, yeah, my my thing is see, generally on the timeline, like whenever we do something good in in transfers and in the market, Paratici gets the credit. Whenever something goes bad, then Levy is the one that gets it in the neck, whereas really and truly it should be both of them either which way. Nope, not doing it. <laughs> so, what are we saying that? Are we saying that uh, Daniel Levy is going to go and uh, court James Madison here? Is that what we're saying? Oh, so, yeah. Looking double, like it. The double theme. up on all, the, all, on all the praise. Do you know what it is? I would love to take away some credit for Levy here in the, in the name of Scott Hall as well. Um, but I think what I have to give Levy credit for is I don't mind him squeezing out as much. Um, you know, lowered fee from other teams because I think a lot of teams have seen this 150 mil and they thought, you know, I think Levy's made sure that people aren't going to try and take us for how teams try to take Liverpool with the with the Coutinho money. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and United with De Jong. Mm, exactly, because teams could look at us and be like, right, you've clearly got 150. Ch-. Like people would actually people might look at the Spencer and be like, oh, you get you gave 20 up front for a guy who's never played Prem, right? That is our base fee for anyone who's remotely similar to that. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, so I don't know. I feel like the next couple of negotiations, I think it, it will depend on what league certain man are in. Like we've got his name Greta Stanson, who I think is gonna have some sort of say in um in UK in UK transfers as well. I know he's predominantly like performance stuff, which is hotspot away. But you know, obviously ITK Ash, man like ITK Ash is saying that Levy was involved in the Richarlison deal. I kind of believe it, to be fair. I don't know how you knew he had dinner with the Everton director of football, unless that was reported, but fair enough. Um, do I trust Levy to get a Madison deal done? As long as you don't pay anything like a Maguire fee. Um, and I don't... Swap deals aren't... I think a lot of people talk about like, swapping winks and stuff. I don't... Swap deals are very rare, common... They're, they're not very commonplace anymore. They're a lot more popular. Um, I feel like if anything, it would be like a like a swap not on paper. If that makes sense, I feel like yeah, I'm sure there's some effort. Probably be a Walker Peters thing because yeah, of financial exactly. fair play. After yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So oh, I, I trust Levy to bring us Madison. I just don't trust him to get it done this in the next four weeks. Cut down. It's an interesting one with Madison um, as well. Obviously, he'd command a huge fee. Is this not going to be? I mean, I I actually want Madison, but again, like, is he going to come in and be first team for the fee we're going to be paying for him, or is he going to be, I guess, rotational with with Kulusevski? Definitely rotation, man. It, it's for me. It's the same vibe as uh, the Ericsson deal. It's like mm. we're not changing our we're not changing our system for James Madison. Um, I'm sorry, I know a lot of people are high on him, but in terms of production, you're not getting more than you get with Kulisevsky, in my opinion. So, in all honesty, they'll be battling out for that right-hand side, and Kulisevsky will have stake stake in that uh, starting role. 
so yeah, ultimately he's he's going to be a rotation guy to begin with, and there are enough games to go around. He'll probably be looking at the fact that we're playing Champions League as a main reason why he would join us. Um, so yeah, I think it's more of the same, really. Like we're just looking for depth and quality in in some of these positions, and whatever happens, happens. Exactly. Yeah, and you know. I think he has to say it as well. Anderson will play as an attacking midfielder in a three-five-two. Um, I, no, I can I see that as an option. I know. I, I, I do struggle to see Conte deviating from the three-four-three. I think a with lot of the way we set up. With the way we set up in defensive phases, Kulisevsky makes a three in midfield anyway. So it's not it's not this revolutionary big change anyway. He will start from the right hand side and he will tuck in when needed. Like we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna totally change the system at this moment in time when everything else is being built to accommodate the system that we've already been playing. I personally can't see it. One or two games, yeah, but we'll line up with the free free four three. Like I, I think no doubt in that. I think a part of it might depend on opposition. Um and I feel like there might be some games where we start with the three-four-three with Madison, and then we'll then realize right we actually need to. They're doing super low block. We need to like really, really unlock these guys. Let's let's move Madison into the middle and then get some get some other runners. Um, but I do I think like if he could obviously definitely play in the hole in a in a three-five-two uh, with you know maybe Basuma and Benzikor behind him or Skip and Basuma depending what is required. Um, but I do think some games, you know, depending on the fitness of Kulizewski and, and Richarlison, it's very possible Madison could play on the left of the front three, tucking in. Like, he'd just be in that left area, um, you know, obviously have a very different role to what some would be doing. But, you know, I think he definitely would have Perisic doing a lot of the attacking wing play in the area for him if he was to play in that 3-4-3. Three, three. So I think, I think Madison's a little bit more flexible that people will give him credit for. Um, I do think 3-4-3 will be our predominant base for season, but we'll, I'll say we'll see a lot more 3-4-3 three, three than 3-5-2, three, should we say. I don't want to hark on about this, but I, I do think that people are just in love with this idea of having an in-the-hole playmaker. Like, the fact of the matter is, is in low against low-block systems, what does City do? They don't, they don't play through the middle. They play wide and they have crosses coming in from middle wing areas and they just pepper teams. Pepper, pepper, pepper. And we've seen that Madison likes to occupy those half spaces. So why are we why are we romanticizing this whole, oh yeah, we need somebody to sit just on the edge of the 18 yard box and spray. There's no space to spray. There's no space to spray. There's no space in behind when there's a low block. You need to whip the ball in and play the lower averages in it. Volume, high volume and quality. And we'll see it over the line, man. Like it's that whole we're suffering, side. We uh, have it. We're suffering. We thought Delhi was going to be the source god, huh? and look what happened to him. <laughs> whoa, whoa. What did you say, Charlie? Oh, sorry, Bami Delhi. Sorry. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Listen, that that you got shipped because he didn't say sorry to his father. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fall for the same thing, bro. Every fucking pod. <laughs> Yeah has been saying that since the inception of this pod and it kills me every time. Tell me if I'm wrong. No, you're absolutely right. 
Tell you, bro. You apologize, he gets all his powers back. Them stuff they don't play about with, bro. Hey, listen, Bamadele, <laughs> sort yourself out, bro. Now, but I agree with. Um, funny enough, I actually agree with both of you. See, the thing is, I only think this so-called three-five-two really comes into play if we're facing the likes of City. Not so much Man City, but more Liverpool. I think Liverpool may be Chelsea. Yeah, I think both of those teams, the way they play that three-five-two formation, tends to catch them out quite a lot. However, the three-four-three is the formation that Conte went with for large parts, pretty much ninety percent of last season, and it worked. I think teams that sat deep against us, I wouldn't say it was the formation that went against us. I think it was the creativity of said individual players um, where I don't think the formation will change. It might be the personnel used in that formation that will be um, Conte's go-to. So where, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a team, Burnley for argument's sake, where say Kuvileski wasn't great, he might go Richarlison. Or if we do get Madison, because it's all rumours at this point, might go Madison and it will still be a 3-4-3 in my opinion. I don't really see him deviating from that. I think the 3-5-2 formation is more a formation that he would use or has used more away from the English game, which is predominantly better suited for Serie A. So we could potentially see it in Europe, maybe? Yeah. It makes sense for me to see uh, the 3-5-2 used more in a European game than, say, Premier League. Premier League's tough. It's, like, it's not no joke. Like, you've got teams like Burnley. Thank God they got relegated. Trash. Trash club, bruv. Trash kit as well. Trash stadium. Trash everything, bruv. I hope they never come back on my, in my life. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about them infuriates me. It's useless. Useless. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad teams like Burnley are gone. Hopefully next season will be... There'll be less teams sitting back. I know some teams have said in the past, all Spurs, all they do is sit back and counter. Well, if you don't know football, then that's what you would think, isn't it? If if your footballing knowledge is basic, then that's literally what you'd think, that all we do is sit back and counter. If you've gone and watched quite a number of our games last season, you would see we actually played out from the back and dominated quite a large share of the possession. So we shall see how these newer players are integrated into the team. I think the good thing is with the transfers we've done so far is that for me personally, I don't think anybody's position is safe. I know people are rolling their eyes and they're going to be like, Kane and Son are starters. Listen, all I'm saying is certain man can't sleep in it. That's all I'm going to say. The way the team's looking right now, you shouldn't be comfortable in thinking, yeah, I can have a bad game this week. I'm starting next week. I don't expect that from Conte. I expect certain men, if they don't wake up and are, uh, you know, doing the the chakra chakras uh, to touch bench, and and this message is sponsored by you know my good friends down the road for you personally, Hoisin Source Twat. I can't <laughs> wait for you to. Look. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see. I, I know it's um, it's been heavily rumoured and reported that we're looking to sign a playmaker. 
not necessarily to even operate as a 10, but maybe someone we can just bring on or or even start as like a kind of small tweak, not necessarily a backup land, but a small tweak. Because I do think in the league, especially people or, or teams are going to sit against us more often. Like I was um, thinking about the, the game at the back end of last season when we played Aston Villa away as an example where they just came at us for for the first half of the game and really put the pressure on. Couldn't find a way to score and we weren't playing that well. It was always a case of like, oh, if we put two or three passes together, we are going to cut them apart. And lo and behold, because they came out of their shell and stayed out of their shell, we managed to just pick them apart and beat them 4-0 in the end. Um, I think teams will see that they won't be as naive and uh, we're going to have to have a plan B, whether it that be a change of system from a 3-4-3 to a 3-5-2, even though that's basically uh, it's the same on, like, on pitch anyway. Um, yeah, just a different personnel, maybe playing in different positions to, to essentially just create more chances and help sustain pressure. But yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, as as I said, I'm pleased the club are looking at that. Um, with our sixth signing over the line now, obviously we're still on this touring career. But the players are training rigorous, uh, rigorously with this new fitness coach. And see, we've seen all the pictures with um, players collapsing to the floor. We've seen jokes made about players who aren't even there, just being forced. Fair enough. Um, the reports are that um, Davidson Sanchez was training as left centre-back before the game against Kayleigh All-Stars. And apparently the players who kind of got talk, not necessarily criticised the most, but got more of a talking to than others was um, Scott Hall's boy, um, Mr. Goatee and uh, Fraser Forster, essentially just not getting in position quick enough to receive the ball and distribute the ball quick enough. Um, that's sitting the tone for the K-League All-Stars. Um, we had line up, we had Brandon Austin in goal, um, Emerson Royale deputised at right wing-back, trying to remember our defence now, uh, Romero, Dyer, and Sanchez did in fact play left centre-back. Uh, Sasson Young, um, Ben Tanker, Skip, so the return of Skip, and then we had Brian Hill, Lucas Moura, and then Richarlison made his first appearance in the shirt. Um, just to start off, I guess, the review of the friendly, I was pleased personally to see Hill and Lucas starting on the sides that they were. I thought, I've always said that Lucas Moura was slightly better on the left than he is the right. And then Brian Hill being tested on that right-hand side is maybe a potential rotational option for Kulizewski. Um but generally, I don't know who wants to start it off, but how would we see the first, uh, I guess, half? All general? I saw really in the first half was uh, the screamer by Eric Dyer. My, my <laughs> scream was cutting out. I was in and out of meetings. But yeah, put some respect on that guy's name, man. Both feet. Both feet, he's got a bit of tech. Like, he's, he's, he's improved, man. He's improved. I've been saying it since the inception of the pod. Eric Dyer is not a bad player. Eric Dyer went through periods of bad football. And that's just it. He's improving. Give him time. We're not buying a replacement for Eric Dyer. So, yeah, I want to see him continue to to improve, continue to be the uh, 
staple in that center p- center uh, position. And then obviously, yeah, let's see if we can bag a few uh, free kicks or something this season. <laughs> Other takeaways? He's not taking them. I'm all good, man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think obviously there's there's literally only so much you can take from a preseason game. Um, I, to, I'm going to be so honest. I was just more interested on like when you know Charlie Sayers came on or Malachi Fagan Walcott or um, Papi Matasar. I know a lot of people were very intrigued to see what he's about. Um, I think with Saar, I think there's a lot of well, I mean, there's a lot of hyperbole in football Twitter anyway. And there was a lot of hyperbole in Spurs Twitter as well. I think Saar was Saar was okay. Um, he was as okay as he could be. Um, in I don't even know what the temperature was over there, but I was sweating watching it. Um, I think he he looked a bit shy at the beginning, but it was technically his debut, I guess. Like I, I wouldn't really know who he's tight within the squad to be like demanding the ball and stuff. Like you know, from picks, it looks like in Dombele was going to be his guy, but then Dombele didn't go. So, you know, it, it does make me wonder who starts chinning with. I don't know how good his English is, etc., etc. Um, But yeah, he, he looks, he he can, he, what I did like is that he doesn't dally on the ball too much. That was one thing I did notice. He's not a dilly-dally with it. He, he does love a give and go, like his head's on a swivel. Um, You know, he, li- he likes to release the first time. I didn't see a lot through the lines, but I didn't see a lot through the lines from anyone, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I think Saar could be competing for that fifth midfielder spot. And obviously, if, if he's good enough to play higher up the pecking order, then that's that's fantastic. I think Troy Parrott looked lively when he when he came on. Um, he actually looked like, oh, this this could be, he's not going to play. I don't think he's playing Premier this year, obviously. But he looked like a, a, a he looked like a striker. I don't know if I don't know if that sounds weird to say because I've seen when I've seen Parrott in games before. Obviously, it was you know two years ago, or whatever. He did look like he could cause a certain level of opposition problems, should we say? I think he's only is he only twenty? Is he still 20, 21? I think he's twenty. Quite young. Yeah, something like that. Like he's 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 also a child. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, so now he looked good. Lucas was Lucas, I guess. Um, and Davinson Sanchez should never play left centre back ever again. Like Davinson Sanchez can cover right centre back if he likes. Well, I cannot lie, because it's not even. It's not even because they've you know the whole tight extra inch man pause. Um, Nathan Clark and them, they've been saying he was looking a bit techy in training, which is fair. But he was he still getting spun out of his stocks, socked by K League All Stars man. What, <laughs> what, what's going on? That watching Sanchez was painful. In fairness to extra inch as well, they did kind of touch upon as well. Like we we don't get why he looks so good in training because he. Sustained is still bad in games, but we they just couldn't put their finger on why, and that's fair enough because yeah, like you said, Macho he was god awful, and it just shows how um how he's played at left centre back in the past as well. Like when we um had that three three draw at home to West Ham, he was playing left centre back. Uh, I think he played there in one of our away games in the Conference League. I want to say Antwerp. Um, again, terrible. My whole thing was a nightmare. I, 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 I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't even remember Europa League, man. You know, in the Conference League, it, it doesn't. I, matter. I purchased Spurs Play because uh, I, I didn't want my stream to be interrupted. You know, sometimes I, I do like legal 
activity, unlike Kevin. Uh, I don't know what he was doing with, with these links. <laughs> Sometimes you got to make sure your links work in our playboy. But um, I watched the full 90. Um, the problem with pre-seasons is I don't give a flying crap about them. So, uh, you know, I did I did watch it. I did actually pay attention. But I was like, I don't really care what the scoreline was. So that's why I was laughing at every goal that went in. Um, I just care for more the movement of the newer players integrating into the team and some of the younger players seeing how they've developed from the previous season. So, obviously, I, I watched a lot of Saar last season and... It's nice to see that he's not afraid to carry over what he was doing into our team. I do think maybe he... Well, let's see how the rest of the preseason goes for him, but maybe a loan um, in this country would be better for him so he's more acclimatised uh, to the way, the pace of this uh, league, should I say. Um, it's nice to have Skip back. It's good to have somebody that, you know, doesn't maraud around like a fool on the pitch, uh, like certain man in red boots. I won't say his name, uh, but that's for another day, another story. You know what I'm saying? As for um, Dyer, aka Diabolical, I appreciate the fact that he wants to, you know, retain his name and, um, you know, go back to the days of, of when we had some sort of respect for him. Uh, so far, he's retained his name. Um, and that strike was beautiful. Uh, so, well done to him. I think he should be on a few, not too many, but a few. He should be. He should be on a few free kicks uh, because I don't. I do not want to see that mock on free. I don't care that he scored a free kick. By the way. I actually don't care, but it was, it was one of, um, I'm not going to say the guy's name because I'm going to butcher it, but it was one of his set piece uh, ideas, I'll call it, tactics. Um, so it was nice to see that actually get implemented. And obviously the Mook scored, um, for those of you that don't know who the Mook is, it's Kane and he won't get his name back till I see a trophy lift fast, yo. So yeah, that Mook, well done, innit? He scored a free kick. Um, Son looked... I mean, to be honest with you, there was a bit of matrix in anyway, but Son looked a bit sharp. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> I've never seen a man try to catch the ball in a penalty area. Hey, 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 they needed, hey. They, needed to, they needed to see the celebration <laughs> just one time. Hey, buddy. Hey, time. hey. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to get man in trouble, but... The, Definitely, some bets were put on that that time. Because, yeah. wow, that was that was something else. I think, you know what, this is gonna sound possibly surprising, but um, I'm actually very proud of Davison Sanchez. Hear me out. That performance is what we needed to see. <laughs> we needed to see that. Yeah, the board, everybody needed to see that performance to know that we need a left-sided centre-back pronto. Like, there's no two ways about it. Listen, it was awful. Like, I, I couldn't even understand what I was watching. I was like, granted, this preseason, and this might be your first competitive game 
even though it's preseason, of the holidays. Like, this was bad. <laughs> like, you were bad against Mura. Them man were a team made of plumbers and freaking other trades that came and mashed you up. Fine. You were bad against many other teams. Fine. But K-League All-Stars, the mandem that only came together to basically perform a testimonial for Son, that's the team you want to give that performance against? Listen, if we name this pod anything, it is the Sanchez Appreciation Pod. Because, big man, <laughs> you have forced the hand of this club. If we sign a left centre back this summer, I want everybody to thank Sanchez. I think I want- somebody, some one of the many Brazilians at our club have been teaching man capoeira because the way he was spinning on the floor was <laughs> mad. And we've seen him do head slides and all of them he, type he, of things. He was looking, he was looking like Eddie from Tekken. Yeah, one hundred. You know what's mad? Yeah, <laughs> I've seen him get spin, completely spun out by that Palmero guy. Now I know you guys are like Palmero, like he didn't play. Whoever that blonde-headed striker was. Look like Palmero to me, bro. So, as far as of course, I spun him out of his gates. I was like, "What's going on here?" Nah, man, Sanchez. That listen, there's been some stinky performances by many players that have donned our shirt, but that Sanchez is now officially, officially, as of today, as bad of a left-sided centre back. As Gardner. <laughs> Anthony no. Gardner. Jesus Christ. Listen, lads, I didn't want to have to go there because I know he cost us 40 million, but we have to be deadly honest with ourselves. Yeah, he's, we know, he's, he's got to go, man. Listen, Anthony Gardner has one highlight in his entire career as Spurs. Yeah. And his highlight is doing this as Abdel Tarabat spins a man. Go check the highlight, bro. That's his highlight, bro. Because you couldn't tell me what Gordon had done in his time period at our club. That guy was poo. Yeah, poo bear. Yeah, Michael Dawson as well. Yeah, I agree with you, Spurs unfilled. Michael Dawson stunk. stunk. And he... Jack, you don't need to do that about Michael No, Dawson. no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Jack, Jack I, is shameless, man. I, I, will, <laughs> I, will, I will never forgive Michael Dawson. I still remember I that young boy's performance. I still yeah. remember it. Bruv, I still remember you know, his AC Milan performance at San Siro. Like, I'll get out of here. The Don't only one I want to remember. That young boy's performance. You know what hurt me the most is we got the, the draw and it was like, young boys, never heard of it. I was like, all right, you're cool. Brush him over, go straight into the Champions League draw. We're good to go. Yeah. I didn't even watch the first leg. I was like, yeah, we're going to clap these, man. Can't feed. So I went and kicked the ball. I went and kicked the ball at Ferry Lane. Minor. Came home. I knew it was peak when my own father looked at me and said, you don't want to know the result. I said, what? (laughs) (laughs) He goes, you don't want to know. And so I had to go search. And that performance was disgusting. The last takeaway from the K-League game, um, Lucas Moura, right wing back. What are we saying? What are we saying? What are we saying? Think he can stay there? Are you I'm not seeing? Are you not seeing the smile on Sai's face as he asked that question? Nice no, no, no. That's another good thing that you know. That's a good thing that he played that position. That's, I mean, it's great news. We obviously put him there for one reason and one reason only to promote 
his newly released Netflix documentary about himself. That's why we put him there. It's, it was all promotional <laughs> material. You, you think we've done it just for the game? Look, we needed somebody to focus on me. And now we are focusing on me. Yeah, little twat. Yeah, I'm, uh, listen, it's for the greater good. It's for the greater good. And Conte knew what he was doing. I never want to see that guy in that position ever again. <laughs> ever. He looked, he looked a bit like Cho at right wing back. Just straight line, straight line, straight line. Who's that? Who's that? Is that? Is that one of the K League All Stars? <laughs> now that's your boy. <laughs> actually, I think I see the name of the guy that scored the free kick. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one so well. Hey, you know what? I forgot to say. Yeah, I need to give a, a quick shout out. Actually, I'm going to give a quick shout out to Macho Man, Macho Man Randy Orhow. Yeah, I done you dirty in it. Um, for those of you that don't know, Macho Man guided Nigeria to a World Cup uh, victory. And uh, I was proud of him, you know, because uh, the first time they lost in the final and I told him, hold that. And obviously he had to bring it back around and they won it the second time. But um, I've spoken to a lot of the other national teams. That will never happen again. Don't don't ever, <laughs> don't ever post your wins like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing it again. That was a stressful <laughs> football manager journey ever. Oh, man. Yeah, no, the, like I said, the preseason was good. Um, I think our next game is Seville, uh, and it's a midday kickoff. Um, and I, I think that one will be more, it'll give us more of a take on. I hope Basuma can play, but um, I know the, the they've got a little bit of an outbreak because I need to see a few more of these players get their run out. Yeah, Perisic as well. Although I do appreciate Conte tweaking attackers to play that kind of wing back role. Um, yeah, I agree. We can't see Lucas Mora play that again. Um, thoughts are clear on another option we have there. Um, uh, a, a last takeaway, not to just shamelessly move on after dropping that one, but um, Richarlison for me was one that I personally really wanted to see, obviously, just for the first time in a Spurs shirt. And I wasn't completely sold on him at first, but to be fair to him, I thought he looked relatively sharp. Like, his dribbling and awareness of uh, other players was really good. Positioning was good, even though he played in all three positions in the forward line, started as the nine, held the ball up well, played well, as well as you can do with Lucas Moura trying to supply you, even though you were through on goal like twice in like the space of one second, still didn't get played in. Um, he stayed hungry, was on that left wing, took up a kind of sonest position as um, Kane came in and made his instant impact, um, only for this um, K-League player to force in an own goal which would have been if Richarlison's happened had the defender not intervened. And then he had some good hold-up play and a good interchange play with Kane when he played on the right-hand side. So um, that was for you, types as well. Like, uh, your Richarlison prop has actually worked wonders. Um, <laughs> and it was a good showing from him, I thought. I think it's definitely something to build on to not, I guess, take too much from from the game, as it is obviously pre-season. Uh, Jack saying, I hope this severe game is a trial for Regulon's return, but he didn't make the tour, so I, I don't know if he's uh, <laughs> <laughs> tough in the window for that. Man, not having a Regulon testimonial about Regulon, you know. Yeah, like, no. Put him in the um, the freaking pre match video so uh, they can see what, what he's done last season. 
But no, if, I they, feel, if they're I willing to buy Coco Lamella, then... I actually, I actually feel sorry for Reggie. I feel that injury's clapped him completely. Is yeah, there a way think... back for him then if he can recover from his injury? Nah. Impossible. Nah. That's a long road. Like we're even wasting time talking about Reggie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a long road, bro. I, I don't I don't know many men that come back from that road. You you have to have some some brass to even try like look at Dial. Bruv, he was called Diabolical for like three years of his life. He went into the stadium stands to try and chase his brother attacker couldn't even find him like man man was going down a dark dark road somehow turned it around whereas regular done had a better start he went ham got bought some ham and then got injured (sighs) who knows so like my i for me i would probably still lean on the side of selling him but at the other side, I know I'm not sure if Sessignon's quite over his injury issues yet, even though it looks like he's doing what's required to, to get over his injuries. So with that in mind, with that being maybe a 50-50, would you consider keeping Reggion as that kind of rotational option for Perisic? No, I'm, I'm personally, I'm fine with Sessignon and uh, Matt Doherty, to be honest, behind Perisic. I think Doherty is now an option both sides. I think we're fine with, with those two behind, to be honest. I'm, I'm yeah. fine with Suspect being back up, you know, until he gets full day release. There's no point of, like, having man as a starter, bro. You can't be under oral while playing 90 minutes, bro. You know what I mean? So, Perisic, both sides. Uh, Matthew, both sides as backup. Suspect whenever he's on day release. Fair enough. Fair enough. There's, just there's the... no chance of Regulon getting kept. <laughs> no chance at this point. He's already behind two man, and then as you said, sports, uh, sports, sports. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's a mid like fam. Seriously, that's, Oops. that's the encapsulate. That's a major one, boy. <laughs> but yeah, he's um. He's going to struggle to to get any game time. Um, we already saw that. Conte had a preference to put Doherty there as well. So, yeah, it's it's looking a bit sticky still. Yeah, so he's not on the tour at all, is he? Nah. No, he's not. So, yeah, it might be one nah, and done for him. Um, I guess the I guess the last point, I guess you could be looking to observe from, obviously, that only being a friendly, is um, we, we made a new addition to the team. Not long before Spence, it wasn't a player. Um, <clears throat> this famed, uh, I think his name's Gianni, first name Gianni, surname uh, Vio, who's um, a set piece wizard, has over 4,000 routines, looks to improve us uh, attacking set pieces and obviously defending set pieces. We could even see like a 10 to 15 goal swing. Um, Macho Man, I see you for. Um, been doing a little bit of reading up on the man. Did you see any evidence of his work in the friendly? Um, yeah, I think I'm not gonna lie. When I saw the Kane free kick first time, I was just like, "Oh, this guy is just—he's he's just hit it low and it's gone in, and now he's gonna think he's the guy for free kicks." I wanted Son to take it personally because I know Son. I think Son scored two free kicks for South Korea not too back long to ago. Back. Yeah, but um, I watched it again and we actually put like a second wall to the right of it. And then I think it was, who was it that was standing in the middle? 
I don't know if it was Tanganga or somebody was like standing. So like the K-League wall had to split. And then just as Kane made his run up, the false wall, the secondary wall on the other side, like ran in to cause confusion. So even though it looked like Kane just hit it at first glance, like it was, um, it was obviously practiced. Um, and I feel like, you know, like I said, I, I'm, I'm going to try not to lift over, overly from, from the athletic because they, they have dropped some, some good articles, but, you know, obviously, I think when we've we've not been renowned for being any sort of danger from set pieces whatsoever in in recent seasons. Um, a couple of stuff I read from the Athletic earlier is like we didn't score from our first sixty two corners last season, which is extremely concerning. Like it was on. I don't know. I don't know if anyone's played rugby here, but you know. So I used to be a back, and then forwards. If you're throwing it in there, the guys like you put someone in the air, bring it down, etc. If you've got backs that are shit hot, rapid, good hands, we can hit some strike moves, score some tries, we wouldn't even be bothered because we know our forwards are not going to win this line And that was how I felt watching Tottenham with corners. I was like, I'm not really going to give a shit about this corner. I just don't want somebody to counter on us and, and, and we concede. Do you know what I mean? So I think that is like very efficient hiring from um from Conte to just be like, look, like we need we need to get more goals from elsewhere rather than just rather than just strikers. Um, so obviously, via, and then just to emphasise how bad we were with set pieces, I think in the league, we were 17th with the amount of shots from set pieces, whether that's like direct or rebounds, etc. We were 14th in terms of like goals scored from set pieces. Again, whether that's direct and direct rebounds. Set piece XG, we were ninth, which is as good as it gets. And our total percentage XG from set pieces was 18th. So we're very mudded. In regards to um, in regards to set pieces, to be honest, and then just lastly, just obviously he did a lot of work with Italy when they won the Euros. Um, so before the athletic articles dropped, I actually went back and watched all of Italy's goals um, on YouTube. So I think Italy scored thirteen goals overall, and I think of the, so they scored three from corners, and they technically scored four, but one was offside. So 23% of their goals were from corners, um, which in an international tournament, I think is relatively unheard of. If the other one, it would have been, th- would have been 31. Um, and historically, places he's gone. So when he was at Fiorentina, the, when they finished fourth in that year in 2012, like nearly half their goals were from set people, well, 40%, but nearly half the goals from set pieces. And he's got a book out called Set Pieces, the 15-goal striker. You know, I think it can't be underestimated how important um, scoring double figures in terms of corners is, you know, City last year, their set piece goal difference was 17. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think it's, it's I've, that, I think it might be my favorite signing thus far. You know, if we, if we get Madison, that will, that will go my number one. But I think John Vio's quality, quality signing on our behalf. Bruv, you just, just sold him, bruv. All I saw was that one YouTube clip, but, but, He's not I need to go back and do my ghouls, bro. I'm gonna go back and watch that uh Italian YouTube of the Euros because yeah, I know I know one of the goals, if if I'm correct, one of the goals from a set piece would be the equalizer against England. Yeah, in the final. Right. So and you know, no, I mean we I know we didn't score, you know, many goals from set pieces and corners last season, but from my recollection of uh, last season, I'm pretty sure we scored some important goals from um, corners. 
you know, obviously, certain man came to our ground, didn't it? <laughs> held, held one from a corner. Uh, you know, I won't say he scored, but uh, no, I know Benton Cole got the flick on. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but, you know, if we've got this guy coming in and he's doing set-piece thing, You know what? One thing I did see in the preseason, funny enough, is there was a corner we took. It didn't come to nothing, but we had three... Guys, I remember Dyer being one of them on just past the penalty. We had two um, on the near post, one on the back post, one kind of just right side of the three that were in the box. And then a, another guy just ran into the box, which took the J-League guy into the box with him. I was like, flip, there's a hell of movement in this box. I was like, yeah, this, listen. If this guy is on, well, he's on a permanent contract, but I don't know how long he's on a permanent contract for. Uh, we cannot be losing this kind of like recruitment anytime soon. We need to, we need to stamp some some authority over here and get back to winning ways. And the last thing I noticed, and I don't know how much Vio has to do with this, but this is a guy who has nearly five thousand set pieces, so probably. Italy scored like quite a lot of long range goals, and like we've not seen Dyer even like really attempt that many long ranges like when the ball's moving. Um, so I think Italy scored three goals outside the box. I know Chiesa had another one that was basically like just inside the box. So like if over twenty five percent of their goals are coming from long shots, and we have a couple of long shots shoot, we got Son, we got Kane. I think you know Kulu can do the Iron Robin thing if we need to. Basuma, very understated long range shooter, and just from comps like. Saar has also got a long shot in him as well. So, again, I don't know how much of you has to do with that, but that could be another part of the whole, you know, 15-goal striker thing. Do you know what I mean? We need to lick more shots from outside. Like, that's one thing that would was pissing me off, especially um, towards the back end of um, Jose's tenure. I was like, people don't really lock off, like, they don't, like, knock off an, enough shots, bro. It's just flipping annoying. We saw Kane lick off a long range shot as well in that yeah. front line. We did. Not even that long. Yeah. More. More of the same from him, innit? <laughs> in the final, please. Please. Yeah, for once. Please. But yeah, like my, my I guess my favorite thing as well with this VO signing is it almost negates the need for us to sign a set piece specialist. I mean, I see quite a lot of fans, most of the timeline, saying that we need to drop stupid money on James Ward Prowse purely because he's a set piece specialist. Yeah. Um where Him Min Son has improved been improving um his set pieces. Not only his uh, direct free kicks which we saw for Korea but um, some of our goals we've scored yeah from corners um back in the last season. I can remember another Sanchez header um off the top of my head, I was thinking before the pod, I could remember quite a few goals. Now they've slipped my mind. Obviously, we had that one in the North London derby. Um, but we did start to score more goals from set pieces towards the end of last season, purely as a result of Human Sun's set piece delivery from corners um, being a lot better than uh, I can't remember who was taking them before. But I think they were shared. Yeah, yeah. For me, so, for me, whenever I think set pieces, obviously it's a massive, massive bonus to get double digit goals from set pieces. It can be the thing that propels you towards uh higher than top four, even. But my biggest worry is the other end. Our defending from set pieces have been traditionally pretty bad 
over the last couple of years, especially, nobody ever really looks too confident with who they're who they're marking. And I don't know how much uh, VO will have input on that side, but I'd hope to see some sort of improvement on that that end of uh, set pieces this season. For sure, for sure, very exciting times. All right, that all um, about wraps up for tonight's stream and uh, and the podcast itself. Uh, we've been the new Spurs order. Um, thank you to those who have been uh, watching on the stream. Um, thank you, ITK Ash and uh, Jack for for your comments during the stream as well. Uh, so on behalf of us, uh, we'll see you next week. Keep us uh, keep a lookout for us on the Twitter and the Instagram at New Spurs Order. And uh, as for tonight. It's been a pleasure and peace. Peace. On debut, on Dombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London. That is absolutely incredible on debut. Oh, yay! Podcast Network.